We have in studio with us Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management, one of our very valued partners. And Jason, you and I at the beginning of the year had both seen a monologue by Tucker Carlson on Fox News. And uh, I had seen things, I, I, things that I thought there was some really good points in the monologue, but there was something that really stuck in your craw. What well, was that? it does stick in my craw. And, you know, I can understand why you said be in the bonnet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you lent me your reading glasses. <laughs> uh, I mean, I look like a chick now. Uh, you're just trying to turn me into a chick since I'm on the AmeriChick show, right? You're in the right state. You're trying to chickify me. <laughs> there you okay. go. Uh, but, yes, you're, you're correct. Uh, you know, and uh, I like Tucker Carlson very much. Um, I, I agree with most of what he says. I enjoy uh, watching his show. Uh, sometimes the, the infighting between him and the guest, it, it gets a little grating. But overall, no, I love Tucker. Uh, but, yes, you're right. This, this monologue he did, I think it was the first show of the year, uh, about, you know, kind of the way that the government sticks it to the little guy in a lot of ways. I thought there were some great points in there. Uh, but he said something that he has said before and other conservative commentators have said before that this really just grinds me every time I hear it. And the part where he said, well, it's unfair that Mitt Romney made $22 million in 2010 and he only paid a 14% tax rate when the average uh, upper middle class wage earner in America pays 40% in federal taxes. And he said federal taxes. And that wasn't the first time. Right after Trump got elected, Tucker actually interviewed Trump and said almost the exact same thing. Why is it fair that uh, investment money... uh, only pays half the taxes that wage earners pay, and again came out with that same number that the average wage earner in America has to pay almost 40% in federal taxes. Um, And he's not the only one. Uh, Trish Reagan, this is back when she did the intelligence report, uh, you know, she's uh, been very upset about this carried interest loophole that didn't get uh, taken away. And there was a few times on her show she made a comment that why is it fair that a hedge fund manager pays a lower tax rate than a New York City cop? And that's just ridiculous as well. Nobody pays 40% in federal taxes. And I think it's bad enough uh, when we're getting that kind of messaging from, from the left, you know, attacking the rich all the time. But we don't need conservative commentators giving out uh, incorrect information, too, that's going to put a bee in people's bonnets mm-hmm. and get them upset. Well, Jason, there, there seems to be this uh, kind of this attack on success, on, on uh, rich people, if you will. And uh, you and I had talked about it yesterday after the show. Mitt Romney, when he was running for president, he never really made the case that he had, that it was okay to be wealthy. You know, I've seen people that have have worked hard and have created wealth, and they felt guilty about that. Uh, but let's, you know, let's really think about it. If you work hard, and let's say that you, actually, there's there's two ways to make money. There is to, in in a in truly a capitalistic society, a free market society. If you come up with an idea, a, a service or a product that people believe will make their life better, they will trade their hard earned dollars for you know, that service and, uh, and, 
And if you do that with a lot of people, you will become wealthy. And so you, in essence, are making people's lives better. And so there's something really great about uh, becoming successful and wealthy. Success is successful. And, and somewhere along the line, um, uh, you know, we've, we've become shamed, uh, shamed of, of being successful. And that was on full display uh, with Mitt Romney's campaign. He should have never acted ashamed and tried to play down that he had been successful. Uh, it doesn't matter how much money he makes or how much money he had. You know, what matters, what or what were his principles and what was he willing to fight for? And I think it's just a mistake to back down from it. That's another reason I think what Trump did was absolutely genius. He went 180% the other way and actually boasted that he was really, really Rich now, I think what part of that has done is is it now most others won't boast about it, but it's brought it back to where people aren't running away from it anymore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think it, you know he did a good job of kind of bringing us back uh, from the the brink of stupidity on that. Okay, so let's let's think about this though. So somebody has worked hard, yeah, like a, a a Donald Trump. He he has created a lot of wealth. So somebody like. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is saying, well, the rich, we need to tax them up to 70% and take their stuff because they're rich. And we need to and then take that money and give that to, quote unquote, the poor. But let's think about the rich guy. You know, one of the most compassionate things I believe that you can do, Jason, is to give another man a job, another man or woman a job. Because there's dignity in work. There's dignity in knowing that you can take care of yourself. That's right. And there's dignity in saying to another person, you have something of value that I'm willing to hire you to do. Absolutely. And, you know, I have all kinds of things going through my brain. So on this, I'm going to say, you know, when the guys are standing on the side of the road asking for money and people, it, it tugs on their heartstrings. But to just give them money without exchanging any value, I think is actually in some ways uncompassionate because it's saying you to that homeless person, you don't have anything of value that I'm willing to trade for. I'm just going to give you this. And I think that that takes away their dignity. Now I've always thought if you give the the person on the corner, a broom and a dustpan and a, a trash bag, and they make sure that that corner is the cleanest corner in Denver, I'll give them some money then. Well, and that that's a great point, Kim. And what you're talking about on a small scale Uh, We see on a much larger scale in some of the biggest cities out there that have been given the most uh, free money and the most welfare and the most support, uh, whether being given something in exchange and asked to do nothing for it. What are the conditions of most of those places? The more federal aid and more federal assistance and dollars that have gone in to places like that, the worse they are. Well, true. Uh, one other thing, and then we, I want to get back to when we come back from break regarding this whole tax rate thing. Yes, but, okay, but, that's fine. But if somebody's been successful, they say, oh, so-and-so has an extra house or an extra bo- you know, bought a boat or they have a really fancy car or whatever. Well, let's just think about what that, what that means is they bought that car. And so somebody had to um, make that car. They had to design that car. It gave a lot of people a lot of jobs or a boat. You know, there's the guy that sells the boats. There's the the secretary that works at the the boat dealer. And so instead of saying, hey, Mr. Rich Man, 
you know, we're going to take all your money because you're too rich and too successful and just give it to these people over here instead of having the dignity to work through this whole thing. Uh, I, I think that we're seeing the breakdown of that in many of these cities. Well, I think I think we certainly are. And in another uh point I would bring up is I don't think it's it's a good idea to demonize an entire group of people because uh, wealthy people, uh, for the most part, uh, I believe they're very generous. They mm-hmm. give an awful lot of money to charity. Uh, I think that is very, very helpful. Uh, you know, and to come back to Mitt Romney, when they made such a big stink, they actually got a hold of his tax returns. And what we found in there is, yes, he only paid at the end of the day a 14% tax rate, but he had given millions of dollars to charity that year and hadn't even taken the full deduction that he was entitled to for giving to charity. So I don't want people that have the means to be generous to start feeling like, why should I be generous when all I, I get is uh, kicked in the teeth no matter what? Right, right. So uh, <laughs> this is a, and this is a really important conversation, Jason, here in America, particularly with all these young socialists that have uh, gotten into office. And, and to your point, how we kind of precipitated thinking about this conversation is, is, is we got the radical activists over in the Democrat Party that are are talking about these tax rates. We're not sure that we really need to have quote-unquote conservative commentators talking about it. So this is the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. We've got Steve on the boards, our great producer, and Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management in studio. We're going to go back, uh, go to break. When we come back, we're going to still break down some of these um, myths, if you will, regarding our tax rates. I got a woman way over town. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, uh, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out our website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for our emails. Uh, we'll keep you apprised of uh, subjects, guests, all, all kinds of important things. We are the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. We have in studio with us Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management. Uh, and, and be sure and check out ChicksPresidential.com. We have our own landing page over there with you guys. You do. It's great. Yeah. And, and it's great having you in studio. Uh, important conversation. And we need to make sure in this last segment that we get to what we really wanted to talk about. And that is these tax brackets. Tucker Carlson, uh, on his, I think it was his maybe his first monologue of 2019, said something that, that really concerned you. Because, you, Jason, you don't think that people really understand these tax brackets. Well, and it concerned me because it's not the first time I've heard it. Uh, and, and, and I've heard it over and over again. And, and I, I don't think it's misinformation being put out on purpose, maybe it's just misunderstanding. So, again, Tucker made the comment that basically middle-class people pay a 40% federal tax rate, uh, and that's not fair because investors or hedge fund managers or dividends only pay half that much. Now, we could talk about the dividends, too, but what I really want to cover is the fact that there's no way that any wage earner is paying anywhere close to a 40% tax rate. So very quickly, Kim, without getting too wonky into the numbers, here's how the tax brackets work. I think a lot of people also don't quite understand that. They are progressive, uh, but it's not in, in like the bad way that you talk about. For example, for 2018, here's how married filing jointly tax brackets work. 
The first 19000 of income, is a t- you're taxed at 10%. Okay. Then on income between about 19000 up to 77000 that's a 12% tax rate. Anything from 77000 up to one sixty-five is 22%. Now, I'm not going to go through all of them. Let's just stop there. But I've, I've had in the past people so concerned that if they went up into the, say, 22% tax bracket, which used to be 25, by the way, that it's retroactive back to the first dollar. So if you're in $1 too much for the year, now you're paying 25% taxes on every dollar. That is not the case. If you go $1 up into the next tax bracket, you're only paying that higher percentage on that $1. Okay, so let's, one more time. So you're saying, so let's say the 77400 to 165000 Yes. The tax rate is Twenty-two percent. Right. So now explain this. So is the up to seventy-seven thousand? Is it at that twelve percent range? Is that what you're saying? And then then anything over seventy-seven thousand is taxed at twenty-two percent. Am I getting that correct? The first nineteen thousand, you pay ten percent taxes on that. Okay. The next between nineteen thousand to seventy-seven thousand, you pay twelve percent tax. Okay. And then any income between 77 to 165 is a 22% rate. So some of that earned 165,000. They're not paying 22%. It's a blend of all three of these brackets. So they're actually coming out in the very low teens is where they're at. You know, Jason, I'm embarrassed to say this. I never understood yeah, that. Yeah, but nobody, nobody does. And see, that's one of the things that really concerns me is people don't. Uh, you know, I, I told you the story about how this came to be. Um, maybe we could go over that some other time where I, it really struck me. People don't understand how low their taxes really are if, if you're in the middle. But this is why I, I just got, I get so upset when I hear uh, well, it's not fair that people pay a 30% tax rate in the middle class or even a 40%, which has been thrown around. Um, uh, like I say, Trish Reagan said, well, how is it fair that a New York City cop pays a higher tax rate than a hedge fund manager? I'm not going to go through how you calculate a hedge fund's tax rates, but let, let's just talk about this. Realistically, and this is with the tax rates that we have in place right now, Tucker mentioned an upper-middle-class wage earner pays 40% in federal taxes. I don't exactly know how to define upper-middle-class. I did some research. It's loosely defined as income uh, for a family between 126 and 188000 for a married couple. So let's just go at the high end. Let's round up and say this married couple is earning $200,000 a year. That's quite a bit of dough. That is a nice income, right, Mm -hmm. Kim? Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe not in New York City, but anywhere else, that's pretty decent. And New York's being run by socialists. Well, that's true. Okay. But... Just had to say that. (laughs) A couple earning $200,000 with only a standard deduction, no other deductions at all, $200,000, what would you guess their federal tax rate is, Kim? Well, I was, I was before I was thinking, today. You'd probably said forty percent, yeah, huh? Thirty to forty percent, yeah. Fifteen point four one. 
Okay. 15. Now, how is that even close to 40%? Well, it must be 40% with just a little bit more money. Really? If that same couple had an income of 300000 their federal tax rate is 18.4%. At 400000 it's 21.2%. And at a half a million dollars... 24%. You tell me how we got anywhere close to 40% anywhere in there. Jason, I you're the first person out there that I've heard say this. No wonder. And, I, you know, it's very frustrating when people aren't getting the correct information. Well, and it is. And, and frankly, I mean, when I heard this, I emailed. I emailed Fox and said, hey, I'm not trying to be mean, but that information is incorrect and we don't need uh, more voices that sound like screeching, caterwauling liberals uh, coming out of our own conservative. Now, if it was true, fine, but it's not the case. And and my numbers are not incorrect. You can go uh, online and just Google marginal tax rate calculator. A little calculator will come up, uh, put in married filing jointly and enter different amounts of income, you'll be shocked at how low the tax rates really, really are. And I find a lot of uh, clients that come in when I meet with them for the first time. I always say, bring a copy of your tax return. And I always have fun and ask them, well, how much is your tax rate? You know the number I always get? Oh, about 30%. Mm-hmm. That's Everybody thinks they're paying 30%. And I guess I will tell the story real quick. Okay, this great. is when this kind of hit me in the head. Uh, I didn't used to watch the news all day while I was at work, Kim. You know, I wasn't always a grumpy old man. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I used to watch the Sci-Fi Channel. I would have it on. They used to play reruns of the X-Files and the Twilight Zone before they put on all this uh, reality TV garbage. Now, I'm not saying I sat and stared at it, but it was on in the background. And, And I kept thinking, well, where the heck are people getting this idea that they pay 30%. It was only after I started watching the news and heard this 30%, 30%, 30% number being thrown around over and over and over again that the light bulb came on. They're being spoon-fed something that's not correct. Well, I guess we've upped the ante because now uh, the number being thrown around is 40%. Mm -hmm. So uh, have some, uh, there's your good news of the day. Your tax rates are probably nowhere near as high as you think they are. Well, and that's on the federal side. But the other component of it is, though, is you do have your state income taxes and then your property taxes and your sales taxes. And so it does become significant. The good news is, though, is you're not paying as much in federal income tax as you probably thought. And I want to be very clear here. These commentators specifically said federal tax rate. They said federal tax rate. They weren't throwing in state taxes and all that junk. And just remember, these horrible hedge fund managers have to pay local, federal, and and state income taxes on top of the federal as well. No, no, I'm not comparing apples to oranges. They said federal. Okay. And one other thing, as you were mentioning this, uh, so... For example, on income, so your hedge fund manager, whatever, on his income, for the amount that he would make, like his secretary, if you will, we're going to go back to Warren Buffett, who, you know, he said that his tax rate was lower than his secretary's. But for the same amount of money that they each earn, they paid the same amount of taxes, right? 
Well, maybe not. Well, well I'm saying, so like on, on Warren Buffett's first $19,000, let's say they made the same amount. Let's say it's $50,000. Yep. And so that would put you into the 12% tax break. Right. And so on Warren Buffett's $50,000, he pays 12%. And on his secretaries, she pays uh, uh, 12%, right? So that's equal. It's equal. So as, as he becomes more and more successful it, on those additional dollars, his rate goes up on those additional dollars. That's correct. That's okay. correct. And, and so what, like Ocasio-Cortez wants to do is she wants to penalize somebody as they create more and get into these higher rates. And, and so what will happen is, is, is people will either say, I'm not going to work that, you know, those extra hours or take that extra risk to, to make more money. Uh, because it's just going to be taxed. And so it'll be, um, you know, ultimately it'll be bad for the economy. Kim, I wish we weren't out of time um, because you mentioned the word risk and the word risk is exactly why dividends and investment income and all of that is taxed at a lower rate than ordinary income in many cases. So hopefully we'll get a chance some other time because I would love to spend 15 minutes really going through Yes, here's why the type of income that Mitt Romney earned is taxed at a lower rate sometimes than a wage earner and why that is. I tell you what, I think we should every month have you back in studio as the guest Amira dude. How's that? And uh, we'll talk about this. So we'll get you scheduled for February. Thank you so much, Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management. And check out chickspresidential.com. Our quote for today, Maggie Thatcher, she says, the problem with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money. So it is 2019. Be sure to think great thoughts, read great books, listen to beautiful music, uh, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. God bless you, and God bless America. To this great unknown.